Hi, I'm Ben Garrett, Professor of Evolutionary Biology and Science Engagement. Welcome to the UEA Arrival podcast, a one-off production created specially for UEA students. Starting a new year at university is lots of things. It's exciting, stressful, enlightening, nerve-wracking, and a chance to embrace new opportunities. Throw in a global pandemic, which is causing all of us to do things slightly differently, and 2020 and 2021 is going to be an academic year like no other. So, if you're joining us or rejoining us at UEA, we can totally understand that there might be a few things you're not entirely certain about. Over the course of this podcast, we're going to try and answer as many of them as we can, from what virtual learning is going to look like to the best ways to stay social, yet socially distant. You'll be hearing from students on their experiences and staff members with guidance and advice on a whole host of topics. And the main thing is this. While some things might be a little bit different this year, your UEA experience can be just as good as all the years that have gone before. In fact, it may well be even better, as, for the first time, UEA is hosting a Welcome Week, a week full of activities ahead of the start of the academic year. But more on that later. For now, let's imagine it's moving day. You've found campus, or your new address, parked up, been given the keys to your new room, unloaded the car, unpacked the kitchenware set your sister used in 2015 and told your parents that, yes, for the third time, you know you can't put a red sock in with the white clothes, you've waved them off. And then what? Well, I guess now's a good a time as any to meet or get reacquainted with your housemates. Government guidelines will mean that these fine folks will be your household for the next academic year meaning there's no need to be socially distant with them, and there's a decent chance you'll get to know them pretty well. But what's it really like living with a bunch of students during a pandemic? We caught up with third years and friends Brian and Eschner, who shared a house in Norwich during lockdown at the end of the last academic year, and have come out the other side of it still smiling. So what's their secret? Hi, my name is Brian. I'm a third year industrial placement actual science student at the University of East Anglia. Um, my name's Eshna uh, and I'm studying actual science here at UA. I think we can probably all remember that time in March at the start of lockdown uh, when we all realised that, that suddenly we were going to be spending a lot more time with the people that we were living with than we thought. Can you remember anything about that time and what your initial reactions were to, to knowing that you were going to be staying in, in the house with one another? Uh, firstly, schools started by um, university started talking about how we're going to do our distance learning for the time being. And then it, when it was officially announced, I still remember I was in the living room and then one of my uh, Ellie came downstairs going like, oh my God, did you see the news? Lockdown is coming. And then we were all just shocked and scared and wondered how's this going to happen? What's going to happen? What's the way forward? Yeah, I think mine was like, what are we going to do? How do we do this? Uh, do we need to buy things? And I feel like hoarding and stuff started. So we tried to like go to different supermarkets 
and like if someone's been to one they'll tell to the other oh so I found hand sanitizer there I got you some stuff like that to clarify it's not it wasn't just the two of you living together was it there there were four of you in the house is that right yeah yes two other girls I think I'm the main connection to everybody um the two the other two I was staying with them in first year at Barton while we're staying on on campus um accommodation and then Esna me and Esna became friends through our course we're doing the same uh course so I was technically the glue that put everything together once once you you kind of uh, got over that initial shock um how did the dynamic between the four of you develop obviously there was that time and we were only allowed to leave the house once so um how did you kind of uh, get to grips with that so i feel like after the initial shock like settled and everybody came to terms with it we started deciding okay look this is not going to change this situation is probably going to be here for a while we saw we read about Wuhan how long it took there so probably maybe a couple of months so we first started by planning how we're going to get our food um planning our routes everything we started by sitting down and talking it over when are we going to get food when are we doing this like making sure that we have a plan because these were these are still and nobody's been through this before so we're like okay let's at least plan everything out so we planned when are we doing our shopping where are we doing our shopping are we doing it all together or is two are two people going every week this and that yeah all the nitty-gritties of everything yeah what was the plan with shopping? Can you remember, Ashna? How did how did that work out? Um, I remember we were all trying to like going on different sites, trying to find delivery slots, but obviously couldn't find any. So then we were we would like go together to shops and yeah. And if someone was like going alone and then they knew you needed something, they'd like get it for you. So uh, there will be quite a few students returning or starting with this for the first time, living in halls or possibly living in houses. And one of the things about that is that there can be quite a few people in a in a small amount of space. So you have to get on and I guess you have to kind of do things together. So what were the activities that you did together? Was there anything in particular that you did as part of a routine? Um, yeah, the main thing that I remember from this entire experience, we started playing games together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially me and Esna, we started playing uh, online games in the same house using like two different consoles. So that brought us together. And then we also started taking walks together. We we did a lot of activities that we usually didn't do together as uh, like a little family. Yeah. Yeah, lockdown turned me into a gamer now. <laughs> <laughs> we had loads of barbecues, like a lot, a lot of barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really nice for people who have a house if they have a garden. Um, yeah, we spent like a lot of time in the garden. Just, yeah, hanging out together. Also the living room. So we just all come there and play Mario Kart or something. <laughs> I feel like those are the few first stepping stones for us to like actually start being together. Because once we started playing together, because... Before, before lockdown, I don't know how many times I went into the sitting room for as long as I did during lockdown. During lockdown, we started even sitting all together in the sitting room, just chilling. Even if you're on your phone, you'd be there in your sitting room, which usually you do in your room. But this time, you'd know that you need uh, more human interaction. So it's just getting as much human interaction with the people that you stay with in, in your little bubble. 
Yeah, I was going to say that's that's a really important thing, isn't it? Is is getting that interaction. But I suppose the the flip side to that is is that also I guess uh, you you have some time where you probably want to be on your own. So were you able to 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 get to have that time and to get that space as well? Yes, because like we still had like our own rooms. So if you didn't want to socialise at that time, you could just be in your room, and yeah, just be on your own if you need to. I used to stay upstairs and then I'd sometimes just be in my room if I'm like busy doing other things or just wanted to be alone or I was on calls. I'd just be in my room if I wanted to. But then again, I knew that if I go downstairs, I'll find people in the living room. I knew that there was always somebody at one point in that uh, in the day, either in the kitchen or in the living room. So whenever I needed to just talk to people, I'd do that. But we all knew that sometimes somebody needs that privacy and would respect that. As you say, you all get along really well. You seem like a really tight group of friends. Are there any secrets that you've got? Is, is there anything that you think would really help for a, a new group of students to, to help get along with others? What What is it that, that makes you friends in the first instance? I think just just being very open and accepting that like everyone has their flaws. Like maybe they're going to do a few things that's going to annoy you, but you probably do annoying things as well. So you got to let some things go and just take it in. But usually people are just nice and especially like freshers. It's all new for everybody. Um, It's a new environment. People are going to be stressed, going to be shy. Um, And people are just going to be nice because you're all in the same situation. So you'll get for it together I guess yeah I guess that's the main thing first thing that I feel like the people should do is just learn your environment read the people around you just get to know them get to know what they like what they don't like so that at the end of the day you at least know that okay fine she doesn't like one two three he doesn't like one two three and then fine you can be perfect and respect everything but at least respect one two if you can respect three at least you see just find a balance it's all about finding a balance you've already given some really really good advice <laughs> is is there anything else for for students who will be in bubbles together um because obviously we've had the news recently that um, although we're not back in lockdown yet we, we cannot have more than groups of six at the moment what advice would you give to students who are in those tight bubbles? Um, it's still going to be the same, I think. Like, you can still have parties. I mean, if, if for example, you're at university, like, in a flat, you'll still have a good number of people to have parties with. Because usually that's how it is in freshers at the beginning. You just have parties with your flat. Um, so I think that's going to be fine. You could just organise activities together, like, cook together, watch a movie together. Mm. There's like plenty of things you could do. And I think that would be like a good way for you to be closer to your flatmates than you would have been in a normal situation. Because most of the people end up like living with their flatmates in second year. So you'd be able to form like tighter bonds. Yeah, honestly, it's all about just enjoying your bubble. Know that your bubble is there and it's there to stay and then make the most out of it. Just go out together as a group, take a walk together, organize walks, even though it's in chunks, go in groups of threes, taking walks, book a court, the uh, sports park is open, we booked a court for badminton recently, went to play as a group of four, you see, just do activities together, because the more activities that you do, like Ashna said, um, the better your bond, and the better and the more fun it is to be in that bubble, 
Like you won't even notice it. I mean, after three months, fine, we started missing getting McDonald's or something, but still, we didn't notice it that much because we're already in our bubble and it was fun and we're having fun and yeah, just make the most the most out of it. That's my main advice. Make the most out of it and enjoy your time. Year is a nice place and people are nice, especially in Norwich, so shouldn't be that hard. I'm still not sure exactly what to bring to university. Have you got any tips? On the UEA website, you can find a really great list of stuff that you may want to bring with you to your accommodation. There's also other websites, such as the Student Room, which give really great lists that are really extensive and give you a great starting place to think about what you may want to bring with you. With these lists, you're not expected to bring everything. However, it really gives some great ideas of what might be useful during your time. As you might expect, we won't be packing lecture theatres anytime soon. But there will be changes across campus. If lecture theatres and seminar rooms are going to be operating at a reduced capacity, how is UEA's teaching going to change? How will we adopt social distancing measures in the library? And where and when will you need to wear a mask? These are all questions that UEA has spent the summer asking so you don't have to. I chatted with Pro Vice-Chancellor for Academic Affairs and Deputy Vice-Chancellor Professor Neil Ward to get the answers. Neil, in an average year there are thousands of students and staff members all over the UEA campus. How are we going to manage that in the year ahead? Yeah, there's about 17,000 students, maybe 4,000 staff in total. Um, how are we going to make it work? Well, we've been doing loads of work since March-April time actually planning for this coming academic year. And we've completely overhauled our curricula, so we're changing the structure of how teaching is delivered. Um, we're going for a dual delivery or dual mode approach, so we're trying to offer as much face-to-face -face teaching on campus for students as we safely and practically can, um, and that will be supplemented with online delivery, which I'm quite excited about, actually. The, the online stuff I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking is going to be really good for students. Um, and uh, and being prepared to flip to wholly online if necessary. We, you know, it's, it, the, these are quite uncertain times. We don't know quite how the pandemic is going to evolve, particularly in the autumn. So it's about being resilient and flexible. Um, but yeah, the curriculum is going to be very different. An awful lot of work has gone into um, developing this dual mode delivery um, so that we're robust and resilient. And then we've got all sorts of um, pl plans in terms of social distancing and uh, how students move around the campus and how teaching is organised and delivered. Uh, our, our principle is safety first. That's that's the way we've done our planning this year, this year. It's going to be different, but hopefully it's still going to be good. And uh, I guess students are looking forward to coming back to university and, and it's a fantastic campus to spend time on. I know there's some students who spent all summer here, who, international students that didn't go back. And I was thinking, you know, there are worse places to be in lockdown, actually, um, than being stuck on UEA campus. Absolutely. It's a beautiful place. It really is. But are we going to be coming back with rigid one-way systems? Will there be face masks? Some of our study spaces, for example, will we manage those easily? Yeah, so we're going to have social distancing inside of our academic buildings and in our teaching spaces and in the library. Um, there's quite a lot of national guidance on libraries. So the, the head of the library has been working with his team you know, really hard 
planning how the library is going to work. Yeah, there will be social distancing in the library. Um, so the capacity of the library is going to be less than it previously was. Uh, a lot of thought's gone into how that's going to be organised and kind of choreographed and movement around the library. So I'm quite confident on the safety side on how that's all working. Because the capacity is going to be lower, what we've done is we've looked throughout the whole university at where we can create new space for students to use a study space. So I think we've got of the order of about 300 additional study space places in other areas of the university. So it, that's one area where things will be different. You know, if you can't find a space in the library, well, there, there will be other places to go. Uh, there's quite a few uncertainties that we're facing the way that the disease is developing, the way the pandemic might unfold in the coming months is a big uncertainty. Uh, also, the way that the government's sort of rules and guidelines on how to respond to COVID and how to manage the risk around COVID, you know, they do evolve. The science evolves. If you think about how we're talking about face masks now compared to four or five months ago, you know, things change. So th there is some uncertainty around the way the government guidance um, evolves. And then I think um, there is an uncertainty around how people are going to behave and respond both to life on campus and to the the kind of new systems that we've got in place and that is an area of uncertainty so we're going to have to be ready to sort of listen and see how things work out and, um, and kind of change and develop and tweak as we go through the academic year but what we've put in place is a set of plans for the start of the academic year with a safety first kind of principle in in, in place and um, yeah, I, I hope that uh, students are still going to be able to have a really good experience and, and be pleased to be back with us on campus. It sounds quite a dynamic response so far. And, and as you say, a huge amount of work has gone into ensuring the safety of, of staff and students and everybody else on campus and part of the UEA sort of life, really. At the moment, what will the rule be on, on masks? Will there be masks in, in lectures? Will there be masks in libraries? Or what's, what's the plan? Yes, students are going to be provided with face coverings. We ask that they be used in inside buildings and particularly in um, teaching sessions. Uh, and when it comes to outside of buildings, I think it sort of gives you common sense if it's getting a bit crowded. If it's harder to maintain two metres social distancing, uh, you might want to use your mask. And I think a lot of students, before they arrive at university, have these wonderful misconceptions that they're going to turn up to these big lecture theatres with hundreds of students. That's not going to be the case either, is it? No, we're not going to have big lecture theatres full of students uh, this, this coming academic year, certainly not in the first semester. Uh, so the stuff that used to be large lectures uh, will be much more likely to be delivered online. So some of it will be on demand. So, so that's stuff that students can access in their own time whenever they want. Quite a lot of it will be timetabled. So we... Um, had some experience at the end of last academic year on moving to online and using technologies like Collaborate and Teams. Uh, you can actually have 500 students on a Collaborate session. So um, so some lectures will be timetabled and live and in interactive uh, using Collaborate. Uh, and that will be supplemented by some face-to-face -face teaching in, in classrooms. I think in many ways this isn't... Uh necessarily a wholly negative response is it? I mean actually online teaching there are lots of opportunities with this and, and many benefits as well aren't there? Yeah I mean it's a direction of travel that we were already embarked upon uh, the last UEA plan was all about trying to enrich the digital environment the, the blackboard pages and the, the VLE for, for the university and, and to make our teaching more blended the crisis has kind of accelerated that sort of out of necessity um, so there is a sense in, in which th this is a direction in which we we were planning to go in we weren't planning to switch quite at the pace and at the scale that we've had to but uh, there are real advantages from um, 
having a much more digitally enriched learning environment. And uh, and actually, uh, I was really struck by some of the student feedback from the, the second semester last year when in, a, in sort of emergency mode, we had to flip. And there were students saying, well, actually, I find it easier to engage with the lecturer in an online session than sitting in a lecture theatre with 100 other people and having to put your hand up. It's sort of easier to engage either in the chat or to make a comment. So that, that's quite interesting. And uh, you know, the press coverage um, when everyone flipped online was sort of loaded with a sense that online is not necessarily as good. But actually, if if you put plenty of thought into the design of it, it can be really, really stretching and stimulating and, and, and engaging. Not a complete substitute for a face-to-face experience, not at all, but um, it can be really good. So I'm getting a sense, I already know my answer to this, but I'm getting a sense with this blended teaching, this blended learning, being as crude as possible, students will still get their value for money. Oh, absolutely. I hope so. I mean, that's that's that that's absolutely what our sort of driving um, mission is we we want uh, education to be as good as possible we want students to be well equipped for thriving in the world after they graduate that's that's what UEA is all about and uh you know I, I think it's important to see the whole learning experience in in the round um you can sort of disaggregate it there's the stuff that will be in a classroom face to face which will be very different and it will be in smaller numbers there's the timetabled but live interactive online stuff um, there's the on-demand online stuff as well and then there'll be the work that students are set to do between taught sessions either individually or or in groups um, and the wider reading and, and individual study that they do so there's sort of five or six different elements to the learning experience and the way that they divide up this year is going to be different to how it was last year but there's every chance that it could actually be a richer learning experience for students um, as a result of all of the careful thought and work that's gone in on, on the part of the academics over the summer to plan. And for those students who are still concerned that there might be uh, an issue or have queries, there are testing facilities that will be running as well. Is that right? This, this is quite an interesting question. So the, the, nationally, there is a testing scheme. Um, and it, obviously, it's been sort of subject to quite a bit of quite a bit of criticism over over the last sort of weeks and months. Uh, we do feel at, at UEA, we've got a high concentration of microbiologists, probably the highest per capita concentration of microbiologists uh, anywhere in, in, in the country. Um, and we've got labs and we've got the, we've got the expertise to be able to test um, on the Norwich Research Park, that's UEA with its, with its partners. So we have been looking at a testing scheme to, to run ourselves. That's being developed. I, I think that's highly likely to happen. I think there's a question of how regularly and how big a sample of students and will it be everyone or will it be you know, a, a subsample, and there's all of that stuff because there's quite a lot of logistics to be thought through. So, in terms of the teaching and the health and welfare of the students, we've got it covered, right? We've got it covered as best we can. I think um, I, I talked about those uncertainties. You know, we we just really don't know how this is going to pan out. We talk with other universities very, very regularly. I have two sessions a week with my counterparts in about 15 other universities. So I think we've got quite a richly informed sense of what universities like us are doing. Uh, we're looking at the the guidance that comes from our national body, Universities UK, uh, and obviously uh, looking very carefully at what comes out of government. Um, but it is a moving feast. And so I think that the thing for the university to do is to be horizon scanning, keep a close eye on the guidance that, and the national advice and what others are doing and to try and keep up to speed 
I've, I've been really pleased with the amount of effort that staff have been putting into rethinking their delivery under these new, more challenging circumstances. And our goal has been to try and make the student experience as rich and, uh, and engaging as, as possible. And for students starting this academic year, do you think this will be the face of their university experience for the next two or three years? I think that COVID is going to leave a lasting imprint on higher education, but I wouldn't want our new students who arrive to think that the first few weeks at UEA, this is how it's going to be for their three years. I mean, we're, we recognise that it's a really dynamic situation. Uh, we've put in place a set of measures which are driven by a sort of safety first philosophy. But we will be looking to see how they work, how students respond to the arrangements, what staff think, what works well. There there will be bound to be things that uh, people will have issues with and will want to talk about and and raise. So we'll be interested in student feedback and staff feedback and we'll evolve our our approach both through semester one and think about how we plan semester two and... um, and as we move forward. So I wouldn't want new arriving students on the basis of their first couple of weeks at UEA to think this is how it's always going to be because I I fully expect that we will evolve and adapt the way that we run the campus and the way that we run teaching in the light of the sort of changing um, national scene. I'd like to know, what's campus life at UEA actually like? To me, campus life means having everything that you need in one place. Not only are you in the place that you learn with your friends, but you also have access to a wide range of things to do. If you want to engage with culture and entertainment, you can either go to the Sainsbury Centre for Visual Arts to see some artwork, or you can go to the LCR to see a gig or boat clubbing. You also have access to lots of food on campus, you can do sports, meet up with clubs and societies. It basically just means that you are so and so away from whatever you want to do. So while we'll be providing as much face-to-face interaction as we can, some elements of learning for UEA students this year will be online. There are loads of upsides, though. You won't have to think twice about rocking up in a onesie, and you won't have to awkwardly ask at least ten people to stand up if you forgot to go to the loo before the start of lecture. Dr Harriet Jones is a senior lecturer in the School of Biological Sciences and Director of our Pre-University Skills Programme, which features a massive open online course, or MOOC for short, which has been accessed by nearly 100,000 students worldwide. I had a quick chat with Harriet about the best ways to stay focused from the other side of a screen and why well-being is a priority. A key point for any student's life at university is by default, learning and lectures and being in a class. But that's going to be different this year, isn't it, Harriet? Yes, I think except the students that are coming to us haven't known that environment. So it is essentially a new environment for them and they will learn to learn in that environment. So the way they would have to learn how to learn in a lecture theatre if they're all there, they'll just learn how to take on information and learn on an online platform. So I don't see it as how different it's going to be for them because it's going to be different anyway. It's just they're going into a, an environment that is unusual for the rest of us. And I've seen you with first years coming in. There is a lot of time, effort and energy into training students how to learn in a new environment, in a new situation, at a new academic level. So I guess in a way it's an extension of that, isn't it? Yes, we've had to do a lot of relearning ourselves because how to help students get over this transition to university 
when we know the lecture environment, we know how they need to adapt to that, we've had to rethink everything and think, how are students going to learn in this online environment? What's the best way for them to get the same social experience, the same learning experience, the same personal experience? How are they going to get to know us as individuals? And that has taken a huge amount of thought. In my mind, I've spent the last few months in endless, endless, endless online pub sessions and online family quizzes. And for the most of it, it's been fun. But there have been a few times it's driven me crazy. Now, I'm thinking of online learning. Will it be better or worse than traditional learning in a traditional setting? Or is it, as you say, just different? Will there be a noticeable difference in the student outcomes? Oh, that's an interesting question. Will they be different by the end of it? I, one of the things I think they will have to learn very quickly. They will have to learn to be independent really quickly. They will have to manage their own learning and their own time. Time management is going to be a key. And I think if we can get that across to students as quickly as possible, set expectations right from the beginning, I think there is the potential for these students to develop a brilliant set of skills because of the environment that they're being flung into. And right along the way, we'll have tips and advice and pointers in order to help students fulfil this potential, I guess, right? Oh, absolutely. And this is what there's been so much work and discussion on this across the whole country. You know, there are discussion forums, meetings, webinars where lecturers are all coming together, sharing ideas, thinking about how we can get the best out of the students and get the, the best learning environment for them. Um, one thing I've learned, I did quite a lot of work with some students in the summer just to test things out. And we discovered that um, putting them into little groups, like three or four students, giving them a task, giving them sort of a few weeks to do it and then coming back and reporting was a brilliant way of helping them to feel engaged, socialising with each other, learning at the same time and reporting back on their learning, which is a really important thing to do. But it just, one of the students said it made them feel like they were part of the university, they were part of UEA, because even when they weren't with us as lecturers, they were with other students doing some work that focused on the learning process, on something they were interested in their subject. So I think that's quite exciting. I think... Um, okay, we're going to lose a lot in terms of the, con the actual face-to-face -face time, but this online platform and using these ideas of small group projects, I think will be really good for the students. So it sounds like there's quite a few breakout sessions in these small groups, but for the most part, will it still be 50, 60 minute long lectures online? It's a long time to sit there. Oh, it is. And we definitely wouldn't want that oh, and the, there is the general encouragement to not um, sit at your desk at home talking into your laptop for 50 minutes that would be dire um, the idea is you can um, record your lectures in little bite-sized chunks um, you can have you can have 50 minute sessions but the collaborate platform's brilliant it allows such interaction um, you can get students posting messages in the chat. You can have these whiteboards where students can write and draw and comment anonymously so they can ask questions that they think might be um, sort of a silly question. But they can ask it because it's anonymous. And it turns out not to be a silly question at all. And then you can respond to that. And it's a really dynamic, engaging environment. And actually, staff that have run seminars on these online platforms have said they've had more interaction from the students than they have when they've been face-to-face -face in the same room. So there will be lots of benefits. It's, it's different, but not necessarily 
in a negative way. Yeah, I think that's right. I think in terms of the learning, I mean, the amount of work that's gone into getting this right nationally um, has meant that we've come up with something, I think, that could work and could work extremely well. Um, and I think that students, many students are really nervous when they come to university and we've got to really help them um, develop learning strategies, develop in themselves as well and, and coping in a social platform. And I think that we're all aware of this um, and I think students will work with us to get the best out of their learning. And I believe that actually sometimes the face-to-face situation, the lecture theatre, the small group seminar can be really intimidating, whereas the online platform allows shy students and nervous students much better chance to get involved. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Um, That's a nervous smile. And I'm going to ask top three tips for aiding students' online learning in this new environment we're, we're about to go into? What would you advise a student, the best way to learn, the most productive way to learn, the, the most, the optimal way to, to benefit from the new normal, inverted commas? I think they've got to find themselves a sort of a study kit. I think they need a, to make sure they've got their stationery and their, their workplace and everything is there so that they can make their notes and think about the work. And um, most of the books will be e-books. They'll all be available online. So they'll have their resources there to look at. So they need to find this place and things to use to study. So it's like they've got to make their own student kit to start with. And I guess that's even the case if you're in a small student accommodation is finding a space. You don't necessarily have to have a desk or have this wonderful work environment. It can be, it can be on your bed yeah. if you've got the right equipment and, and the, right, uh, the, the right things around you. Yeah, you can sit on the floor. I used to do my best work sitting on the floor. Um, so yes, you don't, you don't need the, the furniture, but, uh, but you do need paper and pen, or I suppose nowadays it's mostly electronic, so they need something to type into. Um, but yes, you, you need to make sure you've got all that equipment around you to study and in whatever way you do, so whatever's best for you. Um, I then think you need to sort out your timetable. So you need to work out when you're going to do your best work. So it might be that you're a morning person, an afternoon person, or an evening person. You've got to work that out. And I was always advised, actually, that you've got three sessions of the day, work in two of them. And the other one, don't work. Don't do three sessions. Don't do morning, afternoon, evening. Make sure you've always got one session to get out, to socialise, to talk to people. Um, Just do something different. But the other two, you need to find your way of working and study. So you look at the online material, you study it, you make notes from it, you do all the online quizzes that people have set out to do, you turn up to the online, uh, uh, what do you call it, Um, synchronous sessions, um, and engage if you can. It's it's being really mindful of your own learning. So you've got your kit, you've got the times when you learn, and you've got that presence to engage with the lecturers and how they're actually going to teach you. So you've given me two. I've got a need for a work kit and timetabling. What's the third? The key thing with um, students is when they are at school they tend to learn with their peers their friends and they get to university and many of them stop doing that and in fact 
one of the most important ways to learn is through your peers. So forming study groups. And if you can do that online, um, lots of them use these Google Hangouts and things like that. They like those platforms. Um, And get together, arrange a time each, every few days if necessary, to go over lecture material, talk about what you've learnt. That, in fact, either put that at the top of the list. (laughs) So it's working in groups, it's timetabling yourself, and it's providing yourself with the equipment, whether it's space or the actual pen, paper, laptop, tablet uh, that you need. Yeah, that is three now. Great advice. (laughs) One of the nicest things about UEA Sports Park is this amazing Olympic-sized swimming pool. So whether you're a swimmer like me, a bit of a gym bunny, or a competitive sports player, the great news is that nearly all the activities are back up and running here. We caught up with Sophie Thomas from UEA Sport to see how things are shaping up and how you can get involved in the year ahead. So my name is Sophie Thomas um, and I am the Student Performance Sport Manager at UEA. I look after all of the competitive programme elements of the university sport uh, and also the scholarship programme. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Sophie. So like many gyms and leisure facilities across the UK, UEA Sports Park has recently reopened its doors. What facilities can students expect? So our sports park, as you mentioned, just reopened. Fantastic facility with 50 metre swimming pool. And we hold regular galas uh, in that facility as well as swim training. But also students have the opportunity to go and participate in an open session for a reduced amount. We also run a range of drop-in sports of which swimming is one. So for one pound a session, you can go and actually just use the pool. In addition to that, we have five regular size sports halls. And within those sports halls, there's a range of activity that can take place, such as indoor cricket, volleyball. We also have an eight lane, 400 metre athletics track. We have two astroturfs for hockey uh, and five side football. And we also have outdoor netball courts and tennis courts. Sports Park itself also has a 170 station gym. The gym at the moment uh, is at reduced capacity, obviously due to COVID-19. And throughout the whole building, there is a one way system. We're also utilising the squash courts that are part of Sports Park uh, as part fitness, but also part squash. And the sports cafe is available. Sports Park's really evolved over the past couple of months. There's lots of sanitisation stations. There's a one-way system throughout the building. And our changing rooms, although are able to be used, are limited in capacity. And as we continue to develop through government guidance, all of those aspects will develop with that as well as we endeavour to keep the sports park open. It sounds like there is plenty on offer there. For those students that want to make the most of it, what student memberships are available to them? So the uh, student membership for the gym or for the swimming pool is a base of £150. uh, And that gives you access to those facilities uh, in certain timeframes during the day. In 2020-21, whilst we're still in COVID situation and one-way systems are being implemented, there is also currently a booking system in place as well. So students will be able to book online uh, when they purchase their membership, they'll be given an online login and they can book their sessions. On a personal note, what were you most looking forward to about getting back into the sports park and back onto the UEA campus again? Personally, for me, it's the buzz. Um, Until students are back on campus, um, I don't think we get this quite the same buzz. From my perspective, obviously, students are kind of the lifeblood of 
what we do and it's fantastic to kind of see some students starting to return. We've got some scholars who are already back utilising the facilities. Our football team are also utilising the facilities for recovery training because they are already back into competition. Sports Park's an incredible environment to be a part of. We talk a lot about the UEA family and Sports Park's at the heart of that. Absolutely, there is definitely a buzz when students start to return to campus. So we've briefly mentioned some of the sports park facilities, but UEA Sport also offer a programme of fantastic sporting events. Could you tell us a little bit about them? We are currently offering our dog walking on campus, and this is a really nationally recognised programme which we got involved with about a year and a half ago. We work with a local dog walking firm called Tom and Toto. We provide opportunities for up to 12 students based on the government guidance on social distancing at present uh, to take walks around the university campus with some dogs from the Tom and Toto service. Uh, and they get to meet people who are like minded, who are going through similar kind of uh, situations, but also in the company of dogs. Going out and taking that walk around the campus can be really, really satisfying for students. So that's operating every Wednesday um, at present and will continue to do so through the academic term as government guidance allows. We're also on the 22nd of August uh, launching our day trip operation and those day trips will take place at weekends and they'll go to different places around Norfolk and Suffolk. We did Thetford Forest last year, we did a beach clean on Cromer Beach etc. So those kinds of things students can look forward to. Some of the other activities that we also run is our ziggurat competition, which covers a range of different kinds of sports, all of which are multi-gender. So anybody who's interested in Quidditch uh, might be interested in our ziggurat programme, for example. These are all things that we want to continue in 2020-21, but we may just have to restructure them ever so slightly. So, for example, we might have to have staggered starts to things or we might have to reduce numbers at certain days. But we are looking to ensure that we can still run as close to a normal programme of sporting opportunity as possible. We also have our volunteer academy. So if you're a budding coach or official, there's an opportunity for you to engage in that. Um, and that's led by our coordinators who will run training sessions and will work with you to provide you opportunities. And you don't have to study sport to do any of the things that I've just spoken about. This is open to every single student on campus. The one tip I would give every student at UEA to, to do is to get involved, whether that's sports, whether that's societies, whether that's things in your academic departments, get involved in something. Oh, that's one lap down, 49 or so to go, hopefully. While I finish these, it's over to UEA rugby president and international development student Libby Bonus to tell us what lockdown life has been like while maintaining fitness and holding virtual club sessions. Um, I'm Libby Bonis. I've just finished my undergraduate degree at UEA and I'm about to start my master's in globalisation, business and sustainable development. Um, I'm going to be the women's rugby president for the next year and for the past two years I've been an academic sports activator as well. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. So how did you and the rugby team stay active and connected during lockdown? So we've set each other loads of challenges like the Joe Wicks online classes, been having group Zoom fitness sessions as well, which have been really fun. and Nice to see everyone. Um, and we've all just stayed connected really by having our, our virtual end of season meal and just generic catch ups as well. 
And how did you get involved with the rugby club and how would you encourage other students to do the same, maybe for another club? I didn't actually join the club until my third year at UEA. I'd always really wanted to try something new, but only gained the courage in my third year. Um, I really regret not joining sooner. I think my advice for students coming is don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and do try new sports. And it's the best thing I did at UEA. Wow, so from joining in third year to becoming rugby president, that is quite <laughs> quite the task. So what would you say your UEA sport career highlight has been in that short time? There's so many amazing memories from the past year just with the Wolfpack, from beating Worcester for the first time ever to beating Royal Holloway. Um, and this was in the Trophy Cup game. And again, we got the first we've ever been in that competition and travelled all the way to Cardiff to play Cardiff Met. So it was a really amazing season for the club and was really glad to be a part of it. That sounds fantastic. For those students wanting to follow in your footsteps and join a UEA sports club when they arrive, what memberships are on offer? So generally all sports clubs will hold um, give-it-a-go sessions at the start of the term. Um, so for students who do want to try new sports and don't necessarily really want to commit before you know they've joined. Um, a few weeks in, once you are ready to commit to the sport, you have the membership fees for joining. Generally, clubs offer a year membership fee or half year for those who do join after Christmas. And then you do have the £50 SAM membership, which is necessary for all sports. And that covers insurance, kit, travel, etc. And um, for the rugby club, what does the academic year 2021 look like? How will things hopefully operate? Obviously, it all depends on the current situation at different times. Bucks have postponed weeks for all sports until January. So we won't have the Bucks university competitions until January at least. But it's hard to say because we will always be abiding by the RFU guidelines and the government guidelines. So we're going to try and offer as much normality as we can. But it is hard to give a definite answer at the moment. What are you personally most looking forward to about getting back on campus and getting back into sport? Just seeing everybody again. Coming for, from all the returners, our year was ended quite abruptly. Campus just emptied pretty much in March. So we have spent a lot of time apart and not had the summer we would have hoped for. And celebrations have been cut short. So it will be really nice to see everyone's faces again and just catch up really and throw a rugby ball again. <laughs> And is that sort of team spirit and, and catching up with the people, is that the best part of being in a sports club at UEA or is there something else that really is sort of stand out, the best thing that draws you to them? I think definitely joining a sport, it's cliche, but you definitely do make friends for life. You mix with so many individuals that you wouldn't necessarily do if you hadn't joined. So people from different age groups, people from different courses and different interests. And it is a really nice mix of people. And when you're playing a team sport as well, it's nice that you have that joint goal of winning a game, scoring goals. Everyone just mixes together. It's just such a nice family community. Will textbooks be made available online? The large majority of textbooks and recommended reading are available for free online on the UBA library. If it isn't available, you can always email your faculty librarian and they will try their best to get it available for you or provide alternatives that might be useful as well. Remember 2019, before we all knew what social distancing was? When the only time you'd hear the word corona was from someone offering you a beer? Well, 
Way back in 2019, UEA decided that the 2020-2021 cohort of students would be the first ever to have a week of events and social activities for new and returning students to get involved with, before lectures, learning and life in the library all took over. We're calling it quite simply Welcome Week, and even though not everything we'd originally planned for will still be taking place, there will still be a huge number of diverse ways to meet new people and try new things. I chatted with UEA Events Manager Tanner Barnes. You guys are so busy every single year. Is this year any different? It is, um, but not the level of busy. It's just a different kind of busy. It's really exciting. This is the first year that UEA is doing a welcome week and we're partnering with the SU and it's just been amazing. So the last six months, really, we've just been mad planning, trying to create some amazing atmosphere and events and activities for the new students. Are you allowed to tell me any of these activities? I am allowed. Um, the biggest thing I can tell you about that we're very, very excited about, and I am breaking this live here to you now, exclusive in the studio, is that we are hosting a festival called Wonder Glow. Now, um, as you know, UVA is the home of the wonderful. Mm -hmm. So we've got a three-day festival. It's all at night, and we have 10 massive large-scale light installations that are going to go all throughout campus. So you've got everything from beautiful pieces of art to live uh, blacklight graffiti, all different kinds of things. We've got food trucks. We've got a DJ. We've got ambient music. We've got a shadow puppet show. Everything's going to be happening. You drop in whenever you can and, and enjoy it. It's all outside, all at night, all fun, free, and, and, and yeah, exciting. Exactly, yeah. So it's just our way to welcome the new cohort to campus and just explore the uh, amazing opportunities that the, the landscape offers. Wow. So what else have you been up to? Obviously, going into lockdown changed everyone, everyone's day-to-day -day life, and especially ours doing live events. It was just a whole new world. So we've actually spent all this time creating an app which is the Welcome Collection on Rise, which hopefully everyone has downloaded. And it's just everything you can possibly need to know about going to UEA. So studying, living, where to get the best cup of coffee to where's the best place to study. Um, so we worked with alumni, we worked with current students and staff, and we just wanted to make sure it was as robust and fun of an experience as possible. So we've got that going. And we also have some great in-person things planned as well. Can you tell me what? What sort of things? I certainly can tell you more. <laughs> so we've got um, all of these really exciting self-guided activities. Um, so you can do those as a household. So there's no better way to get to know all your new flatmates and housemates than to go out and do something together. So we've put together amazing self-guided activities like a bike tour of Norwich and a city tour, supermarket sweep. You know, you've got to stock those cupboards. <laughs> Find out if you're a Marmite household or not. These are not going to be asked in any track and trace, but they are important questions, you know. We've got some amazing social media things as well, all with excellent prizes. So we've got a Welcome Watch, which is our version of September Watch. UEA is famed for its biodiversity. Of course. Mm-hmm. You know, much better than I do, actually. <laughs> but we've just worked with amazing academics and students to put together our own kind of version. So we'll have an episode released every day with action for you to go out and explore yourself. We've got five-pound plate demos. We've got challenges set out by Campus Catering. We want to see your fails. We want to see your successes. We want to see your versions. And we will reward you handsomely. We also have 
some really important facilities that we'll set up on campus during the first three days to make sure that you've got everything you need. We'll have a few different garages, we're calling them. So we'll have someone from our IT services. So let's say your Xbox isn't connecting or you're not sure what software you need or you can't figure out where your timetable is, we'll handle all of that for you. And then we also have from our student services team, we'll have people there making sure you get the right support that you need, you've turned in the right paperwork, you can find the right resources. So those will be available all day long um, for the first few days, as well as different opportunities like finding out about study abroad and just all the different amazing things you can do while you're studying here. And this is all in the first few weeks or months? This is the first three days, Ben. All of this in the first three days? First three days, yes. <laughs> three days. Um, and then tons more to follow. So we're, we're really excited. And, you know, you've got stuff to do all day and all night. There'll be opportunities for you no matter if you're on campus or you're off, if you don't feel like leaving your room, or if you're desperate to leave your room, we'll have something for you to do. So there's lots to do. And this year will still be as fun as previous years by the sound of it. Perhaps more fun. Because I would say because everyone's really on their toes, you know, everyone locally, you know, well, globally, really, but all the different organizations that we're working with locally are just creating really innovative and exciting ways to make things happen in in an engaging and fun way. So you'll find no different uh, experience here. So we need to start cooking, grab a bike and start exploring. Yes, you do. If you want to find out more about Welcome Week, then go to my.uea.ac.uk I'm hoping to get a part-time job while I'm studying. Will there be anything available for me? It's not difficult at all to find a job at university. You can work for the student union shop, bars or events teams. You can also work as a recruitment representative or a student ambassador representing the university to prospective students. There are also a few more jobs such as I used to work in fundraising for the university, so there'll definitely be something. The UEA Student Union are based in Union House in the heart of our campus and offer advice, support and services right throughout your time with us. Two of their team members, Callum Perry, who is the Undergraduate Education Officer, and Lizzie Payne, who is the Activities and Opportunities Officer, told me all about what they have in store for the year ahead, and crucially, what's in store for the LCR. So things are going to be a little bit different this year, aren't they? Just a bit. I think that's probably an understatement a little bit to say they're going to be slightly different. Yeah, we just don't we just don't know some things and I think that's been the most difficult part about planning things this year um, is that we're just not sure what's going to happen. We've got so many bits of guidance from the government. We've got so many things that people are telling us to do, things that we can and can't do um, that it makes it really, really difficult to plan. But we're here. We're going to try, and we've got some really exciting things planned, so we're going to do our best to put on something really special this year, I think, for students. That's what I heard from what you just said. We have been planning, and that's my take-home message there. So, Lizzie, what have you been planning? What what have you got ready for Welcome Week and the first few weeks of term? So, yeah, so everyone in the SU has been working really hard over, what, last few months, uh, really planning for Welcome Week and just making sure that freshers do have that really special experience at the beginning of their university experience. So we've got sort of an online uh, approach for Welcome Week coupled with an in-person approach, which kind of gives us more of a leeway if we if rules on guidance and government guidance changes that we can uh, switch back and forth, uh, which makes us a bit more flexible with our approach. Um, and we're re- really excited to roll this out. Can you tell me about any of these events? Come on, you're, you're, you're being cagey with me, I can see. What, what's, 
What have you got? What have you got up your sleeves? So I think we're planning for for in-person events we really want to try and make sure that we've got enough space for people obviously so uh, some of the things we might want to do are outside so we're trying to see if we can get some outdoor tents to do uh, exciting activities in I think we've always been a fan in the student union of things like craft-alongs and sort of cook-alongs and things that students can really all do together and can maybe make stuff for their new accommodation whilst they're here to make their their room kind of their own so if we can do them in person we'd love to do them outside in big tents if weather permits Um, and we've also then manage to uh, get a, an online package as well which um, will mean that students can meet people from their courses they can meet people from where they originally came from and we'll try and do that via, via zoom etc so there'll be something for everybody if you don't want to leave your house because you're worried uh, you'll always be able to find something to do and connect with people if you want to come out and you want to see what we've got on offer then hopefully we'll have some outdoor opportunities and spaces that you can kind of get involved and get your hands stuck in with the different events that we've got I think we'd love to be able to talk about all the things we can do, but we just, some of them don't know whether they're going to be possible. But we have got some really exciting things, haven't we, Lizzie? We have some really, really exciting things. So the the societies and clubs fair that's usually done in person, the sports fair, is now moving online to a a virtual approach. Um, And each club and society will have their own tables that uh, students can click on and they can talk to committee members. They can have links to their social media handles so they can just get a feel of what the clubs do and really gauge what sort of events that they run and whether it is the community for them to join uh, within that club or society. They're going to be fun. (laughs) We've got things planned for you. I can see smirks and lots of looks going between (laughs) the two of you, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. One of the things that I think a lot of students coming back will be asking and it's, it's quite famous in its own right it's like the beating heart in many ways of, of what we do here the lcr <laughs> for those who haven't been here before what is it and for those who have been here before what's happening to it so the lcr actually stands for the lower common room the past previous years it's been used as a nightclub uh, we have on tuesdays we have dan good and on saturdays alice these hopefully will still be around after covid but obviously for safety reasons we um can't run club nights in them at the moment. So we've more we've adapted it more of a sort of common room area, going back to its proper name really. And these are just it's laid out with loads of chairs and tables just for people to have to meet and have chinwag and um just sort of yeah, hang out with your friends in the evenings and then the, during the day and things. So I actually think it'd be a really nice space. Um and it's actually well, they've taken away all the, the blinds for the lights, so it's actually way more light than yeah. you ever thought it was possible really I think yeah and I think something that we also have to stress is that we do have our bars and the bars will open and we will have a slightly reduced menu and reduced capacity with staff but we will still be able to offer you like alcohol and drink not soft drinks as well and coffee so all of that will still be open it just means that you won't necessarily be able to queue for like cheesy chips in the evening after the LCR and stuff at two o'clock in the morning but our bar will be open it'll be open for a long period of time in the evening so we want to still be able to provide that service but something that people don't always know is that we also own the waterfront in Norwich and so if students are able to get out we are running also a service there where you can go and you can have a drink in a pub garden and stuff like that and we want to be able to run smaller sort of gig nights as well potentially if it becomes an opportunity to and it becomes safe we've also trialed things like having street food outside the waterfront so if people do want to go into Norwich and explore what Norwich is like we own that as well and you know you're going to get the same sort of service that you'd get here at the student union so there are options and there are places to go and you'll still be able to have the fun sort of like social experience in the evenings. I'm not sure I should say this but I want drunken cheesy chips right now. (laughs) I have been to LCR and had drunken cheesy chips afterwards so um, we'll get back there. (laughs) You mentioned services a few times then what sort of services does the SU run and will be running this year? 
So I think one of the things we've always been really good at as a student union is making sure that students have the right advice and we have a massive advice centre which is still going to be running. Uh, some of the uh, programmes that we do run uh, won't be here this year. We're going to be scaling back on some of our sort of home run um, type uh, processes and operations which are helping students find different accommodation but we'll still be dealing with landlords and we'll still be doing that work just in a reduced capacity but we are still offering academic advice and academic support um, and you can book that either in person face to face if you need to or you can book online as well. We also have our course rep scheme as well which is all about academic representation which is the area that I'm most kind of familiar with um, and we still want people to get involved with their schools and actually have a say on how teaching and learning is going it's a massive part of what we do and something that we're really passionate about so if students want to do something else and they want to ha um, get involved and help with kind of curriculum and learning they should definitely um, think about becoming a course rep in their first year but we also do buddy which is something that um, Lizzie is really really familiar with. Yeah, so we've actually had, I think, the most number of buddy volunteers yeah. sign up this year, uh, which is really positive news. And this year we've changed it that they can have, so the buddies who are paired up with fresher students, just to kind of give them that warm welcome into uni and signpost them to places where they may need it and things. And the buddies can actually be paired up to one to five new students this year, so they can cover quite a, a wide range of, of students. And we're planning buddy meetups as well, so if you're, so if you're from a, an area in the UK and you want to meet other people from the, this same area, um, we're planning this before term starts, just so that people have a familiarity when they come to uni, that they know that they know some of the people that they're coming in with, um, just to give them that more of a sense of community that the UEA is re really about. So it does sound like you've got events, opportunities and services all planned. Big question, final question. Will this year be as fun as previous years, do you think? Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's what the students make of it is how much enjoyment you get out of it. In previous years, you can. it depends how much you get stuck in and how keen you are to really take up the opportunities that we offer, I suppose. Um, I Definitely. I think I've been here for a year in this role already and I still get the same buzz this year that I did last year when we were, you know, chucking paint at people running down a hill and, and, and doing colour runs in the evening. And just because we can't do that right now doesn't mean we don't get the same excitement. We're still providing welcome packages for everyone in accommodation. We're still meeting people face to face where we can. Um, we're still planning loads of things that we can do if guidance changes you know, next year. In March time, we want to be able to open a lot more of our venues and stuff if, if we're able to. So we still have the same excitement about it that we would have in any other year. And I think the, th the key thing is for students that are coming is that um, if anybody tells you that nothing is happening, that is wrong. There is loads of stuff happening. It's just that the buzz is going to be a completely different type. But it's going to be a really interesting and exciting year because I think students are going to be able to do more stuff that they want to do before we'd have a whole like welcome week planned we don't know some of the stuff that's going to happen and students are going to help us decide and tell us what they like to do and what they're comfortable with doing so it's going to be a plan which is going to really be created by students which is exactly what we're about which is really really exciting for more information on all su matters go to www.uea.su right that's us pretty much done we hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful We've aimed to answer as many questions as possible, but if there's anything you're still unsure of, then take a look at the extensive list of frequently asked questions on the UEA website. Go to the study section on the right-hand menu, then simply click the Information for tab, and then it's New Student FAQs if you're new, or Current Student FAQs if you're returning to us. 
we're all determined that the virus won't stop us from making this academic year a great one for all of you. And we're looking forward to welcoming you here with us very soon. Thanks for listening.